On this episode of the Unsettled Hunter podcast, I speak with Tobias McQuavy from the Shawanaga First Nation. We have an engaging discussion about Tobias's thoughts on hunting, fishing, and living on and with the land. Thank you for listening. Let's start. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. Um, Ani Bojo. Uh, my name is uh, Tobias McQuavy, and I'm from Shawanaga First Nation. I am uh, Ojibwe. And I, uh, my spirit name is uh, Mocha Gizus, and my clan is uh, the Martin clan at Swapshishi. And would you also like to, without perhaps necessarily giving away the exact spot, where are we conducting this podcast at the moment? Um, we're, uh, we're in uh, Shawanaga First Nations uh, traditional territory, and uh, we're right on... Uh, a little lake that I call Shibi Lake has another name, but we'll, we'll just say Shibi for today. <laughs> I think this is the pr- first podcast I've done outside. Right on. As, as you were just mentioning, the fact that it is late October and we're doing this outside is quite quite spectacular. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> what a beautiful day. Yeah. If more of my guests find out that we offer lake views, I, I, might, I, might, get more pe- I might get more people to hey be involved. <laughs> so, um, the next question or simple question hopefully you can you run with that is uh do you hunt and or fish yeah i've uh i've been a hunter now um i can't say all my life i uh i basically got into hunting myself uh through family friends um my father uh by the time i was interested in hunting he had kind of um, lost his interest in hunting and um so it was something I had to actually reach out there and, and, and learn myself. Because um, he, uh, he had kind of lost that passion for hunting. I think that is something that comes with age. Uh, people, they seem to become more, uh, I don't want to say docile, but they, you know, they don't want to kill things. Um, you, you have a different appreciation for life uh, as you get older and know that your life might be coming to an end soon, right? Um, and But uh, a fisherman, yes, I've been a fisherman all my life. I, uh, I still remember uh, some of the, you know, very young age, uh, some of the big fish that I caught. What's your favorite, or what's your perf- favorite, isn't necessarily, preferred uh, animal to hunt and or fish? Uh, well, I'm... Uh, or do you just like getting out there? Well, I just love to be on the land for s- first and foremost. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I definitely love bow hunting for um, moose or uh, or whitetail. I, uh, and then when it comes to fishing, I... Uh, I really love the fight of um, bass and uh, walleye or pickerel. Do you hunt and fish mainly on tradi- on your traditional territory, or have, do you travel around? I uh, I I travel around. I I have 150 acres of my own land that I um, that I have dedicated uh, solely to um, bow hunting. Um, my long time, uh, my long term goal is to actually maybe put in some food plots and, and some s- something like that. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say that I, I I spend most of my time hunting within my within my community's territory, and um, and also in the Robinson Huron territory. By yourself or with friends or other family members? Um, well, we do. Um, every year we have actually a community hunt in my community. Um, it goes for about a week and. What it is is it's uh, we use that to um, help keep that tradition alive. Um, 
like I said, I uh, I wasn't exposed to hunting uh, myself through my own my own father, but um, through the benefit of having uh, friends who's uh, who hunted or their family members hunted, I was able to um, you know to get my feet in the door there and and and, and take take part in those hunts. Um, but this community hunt that we have in our community is uh, we um, we uh, we offer it to um, youth and children in our community and. What happens is we, what has happened historically is that we did, um, we'd have a, a training course for possession acquisition license, which you need to buy firearm, uh, firearms ammunition. Uh, we don't believe in uh, in that because we believe we, you know, we have an inherent right to uh, to hunt and fish. So, um, but unfortunately, because of the legalities and stipulations we we have to get one of those pals to buy uh, ammunition so we offer that course and also there's usually a safety side of it too so we offer that course to any of our children that become of age that are able to take that and then after that we we have a week-long hunt where these children take part in that hunt and uh, so they're either usually uh, they'll sit on a watch with uh, a, a shooter or a, a member that's uh, that has a firearm uh, or they'll uh, they'll dog the bush. They'll push the bush. And uh, as I was growing up, I I really always enjoyed uh, dogging because uh, you're uh, I don't know there's something about walking through the bush and trying to be as loud as you can uh, <laughs> to scare the game. And then uh, you know when you hear the when you hear the hunters f- shooting, you're always excited to uh, to get to them and see what it was that they you know that you push through the bush because uh, you never know, right? Moose, um, whitetail, bear. If someone's you know if someone's looking for a bear. <laughs> but yeah, so through doing that though, we've really uh, we've really rekindled that. You know, we have we get really great numbers, and we open up to other communities that are our sister sister communities. We've had uh, Wasoxing attend. We've had um, ch- um, youth from uh, Magnetowan attend, and uh, it's just a really good bonding experience. Uh, not only for the adults with the kids, but the for the kids themselves. When does that usually take place? Uh, that's usually the first week after uh, moose season. Okay. Uh, oh no, sorry, the first weekend after deer shuts down. So I believe it's mid mid November. November, yes. Typically? Yeah. Yeah. You'll probably still be wear able to wear shorts this year at this point. <laughs> well, you know what? I hope <laughs> not because you know we've had years like that where you know it's it's still been quite warm and you know it's um, the animals don't really move around very much. Yeah. When it's when it's warm. Um, interesting. Um, how, so have you, did, is that where you, uh, first started to hunt was through the community hunt or? No, no, I actually just first started hunting when I'd go up and this, you know, um, there'd be hunters in our community and friends and, and they'd be looking for, for doggers and, you know, they'd just gather up all of us young guys and we'd go in the bush and they'd drop us off and tell us where we needed to keep walking towards and that, and that was it, you know, and, um, it was, uh, it was all, it was a really, uh, it just, it, it, gri- it grabbed, it, you know, really grabbed a hold of me and, uh, and, you know, having, uh, that already having a, you know, a relationship with the land, um, just, uh, just added to that. Is the community hunt a gun hunt or does it matter what the, uh, I've, uh, I, I, when I'm on a watch, I usually bring my daughter with me and, uh, we, we, uh, I bring my bow, I'm a yeah. bow hunter, um. I do. Ha- I d- did own a rifle, but I I'm so s- just use a bow now, 
and uh, so actually I'm the only one that usually s- sits on a watch with a bow. <laughs> so they usually try to put me on a watch where uh, you know the animals are going to come a lot a lot closer, like right. uh, on a dam or uh, a, a squeeze point or s- somewhere where the animals will come into close enough pr- proximity for me to shoot. But I'm, I'm a pretty decent shot. Yeah, yeah. Why why bow over rifle? Um, I don't know. I just like the intis- intim- intimacy. Sorry, intimacy of that <laughs> of the hunt. Uh, you know, you're you're out in the bush. Um, you have to do a little more. Um, you have to be a little more patient. Um, and you just you know you you get to take it all in. You know, you're sitting out in the bush and you're you get to hear all the sounds and. And I think I just I th- the thing I think I enjoy about most is that I I have to be so close to the animals, you know, or uh, and it's you know I've had times where uh, you know I've been hunting and the deer would be I could reach out and slap a deer, <laughs> they've been standing there so close they can't see me but they know there's something there and they're you know they're um, whistling at me and they're stomping their feet and they're standing right there and it's just it's uh, like I said it's the intimacy of it you know uh, you. You don't get that with a rifle. I mean, you can shoot a animal from hundreds of yards away and never even know you're anywhere in the vicinity, right? So, like I said, it's t- for me, it's a it's an intimacy thing, and uh, and I just like the I just like the whole setup of itself. Yeah, I, I specifically asked that because I'm new to hunting, and I'm not that young, uh, <laughs> and I yeah, and I went with the I mean, I ha- I got my PAL. And then I, but I decided I would start with the bow, mainly in part because I live in the city and I wasn't too comfortable having a firearm, nor was, I don't necessarily think my wife was totally with it at the moment. But then the more I got into practice, I mean, it's just even shooting the bow is addicting. I kind of like that, just going out and and just even the quiet, like, uh, I mean, I understand the functionality and the usefulness of a rifle, but just the you kind of i kind of feel that you're not you're not disturbing in the same way yeah no i agree um <laughs> yeah i i just i love bow hunting i can you know <laughs> like you said you know it's it's very addictive you get out there and you know, i can shoot out i can shoot out, you know some arrows for hours i got you know some 3d targets and i got some uh some pretty good friends that you know they they also shoot bow and you know we like to get together and we you know, we challenge ourselves to see who, uh, you know, who can who can hit a, a loony or who can hit a, <laughs> you know, a dime or who can hit, you know, like a, sh- you know, some crazy shots. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, there's a good commodity too around it. Do you have a particularly memorable hunting experience? Um, probably the most memorable uh, to date would have been, uh, uh, my first um, moose with my bow. Um, me and a good friend of mine were um, driving back from a hunt and uh, just happened to come across a, a young bull, uh, a, a really nice sized young bull. And uh, he was out on a swamp and we hopped out and started uh, moving towards him, giving out some calls and uh, he came right in. It was uh, it was just like on TV. you know. And Adrenaline's rushing, and that moose came right in, broadside to me, 15 yards, and you know, I s- double lunged him, and he, I, I, I let out a huge, you know, like yeah, <laughs> and uh, 
if I hadn't have done that, he probably wouldn't have ran that far, but he probably ran about 80 yards and just crumbled. And, um, to me, that was uh, just the way I, everything rolled out with that hunt. It was uh, probably one of my most memorables to date. Uh, I, I, I have been part of um, some really memorable hunts, um, <laughs> some really funny ones and <laughs> ones that I wish I wasn't involved <laughs> in, but yeah. And you were saying before we started recording, you had a you had a plan for your fortieth birthday. Yeah, so what I had planned, uh, I'm turning forty, uh, just over a month. And what I had planned this year was that wasn't uh, I wasn't trying to no no win that. no <laughs> no. Um, but uh, I had uh, started saving for a, uh, a, a unguided uh, grizzly bear and possibly also a, a, a moose hunt in uh, in the Yukon or Alaska and. Unfortunately, uh, this year that's not going to work out for me, but uh, it's still uh, it's still putting that on, on my uh, bucket list. I uh, my daughter has been bugging me for a bear rug, okay. And uh, I figured, you know, uh, what better than uh, uh, you know the biggest, baddest bear out there besides the polar bear, um, and uh, plus uh, I think it's uh, the thought of um, you know. You might not come back from that hunt too, right? There's, uh, you have to be in a certain proximity of uh, a grizzly bear to to kill it, and uh, I believe that's within under thirty yards. So you do that one with a bow too, then? That's oh yeah, yeah. I, I I'm I'm married to the bow now. Okay. I you know <laughs> I like I said I had a I had a beautiful rifle, amazing gun, and uh, but I uh, I just decided that. Uh, that wasn't uh, the style I, I I chose for myself anymore, and I uh, I stick to my uh, to my bow now. Yeah, that would be that, that would be an intense hunt to go after a grizzly bear with a bow. Yeah, I mean it's intense just watching the the grizzly bear hunts on TV. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it's like uh, you know adding uh, <laughs> I don't even know how much more adrenaline that would be, <laughs> but um, you know, and and like I said, it's uh, there's that fear of you know, this could be this could be it, and uh, I think it just adds to the whole uh, excitement of the of the hunt too. <laughs> I mean, there's a you know there's everything you know. It's always after you pull the trigger or after you you know you let that arrow fling, man. That's when the work starts. So yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Have you ever had any close encounters with bears? You know what? I had more I've had more close encounters with bears myself. Um, Running or walking, yeah, uh, on our roads than <laughs> I than I've ever had in uh, in the wild myself, like uh, in the bush. I mean, I I consider everywhere I, I you know everywhere I, I where I usually go is the is wild to me. But um, you know, like but being in the bush myself, um, there's times you know I wish that you know we uh, as bow hunters we could carry a uh, you know a handgun uh, for the purpose of uh, you know um, the kill shot, you know, just in case. Uh, you just never know, you know. And I know uh, the U.S. they allow uh, their bow hunters to do that, but something that Canada would maybe take a l should take a look at, you know, moving forward. Yeah, I think that would be, <laughs> and or at least for a competence feeling for some people too. I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you can only knock an arrow so fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not like one of those. Uh, uh, I can't remember one of those warriors that were. They shoot the arrows, like a couple hundred arrows in a few minutes. It's yeah. just but 
Yeah, I uh, I really uh, look forward to that hunt. I, I never asked. Is it compound or recurve? Yes. Yep. I uh, I would like to. Uh, I've been trying to find somebody to come and do a, a recurve uh, workshop or into my community because I think that. Um, it would be very beneficial to uh, a lot of our younger, our younger hunters. You know, um, arrows. You you know, you buy a couple arrows and you can shoot those hundreds of times. As opposed to you know, when you buy a gun, you have to keep buying ammo to shoot it, right? So, myself, I think uh, it would be awesome to have someone come in and uh, you know have a have a, a you know a good group of uh, young young men, young women uh, come out and make themselves a nice recurve and you know get them into shooting. Um, I've uh, I've also thought about uh, reaching out to this other gentleman that I know that's he's ha he has gone into other communities and uh, kind of set up like a little weekend thing where kids come out and they you know they they try recurve they try a compound they try you know uh, crossbow and just get them uh, you know get them exposed I think it's you know exposure there's not a lot there I, there's not very many. I think I'm the only actually bow hunter in my community other than I think there's another gentleman or two that might own a crossbow, but I'm the only one that uses a bow in my community. Hmm. Speaking of which, does your, uh, the work that you do, does that connect to hunting or fishing at all or, yeah, or so how? <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, I actually work in lands for my community and, uh, so I really love my job, um, because I, Every day I get to go to work and I get to think about, um, you know, my community's land and how we how we utilize it and and how we should take care of it and those are big things that play a real part, you know, real. I I that really keep me connected to the land. Um, and not and you know not everybody shares that same same passion, but um, I think it's good. Because we, um, we can't always uh, foresee how our how our children's relationship will be with the land too. You know, um, someone you know like myself that has a deep connection to the land. Um, I try to kindle that connection with my children. Uh, I take them on hunting and fishing. But there is, you know, there is kids out there that they, they, you know, they don't have a connection to the land, you know, other than, you know, I can walk on it and here it is. And but Anishinaabe people have they, you know, for the most part, we all have a, you know, a particular connection to that land. And uh, you know, even go so far to say maybe even a um, a commitment or, um, you know, as a keeper of the land, you know to look over it and make sure that it, it will be here for those seven generations for our kids to utilize those four-leggeds and uh, the swimmers and the crawlers and the, you know, all those animals that we've utilized for, you know, since time immemorial. Um, so part of my job is, you know, is, is doing that, you know, making sure that, you know, um, you're not going to pollute the land or we're not going to, do things that uh, to jeopardize our, our livelihood or our substance. Uh, we have a, our people are very, very protective of, uh, of our river. 
and uh, you know we take every uh, measure possible to ensure that uh, the stock that we have uh, we've had help create in that river that uh, our people will always be able to um, utilize that you know we ha we <coughs> we actually have a we've been operating a fish hatchery now since the 70s um, hmm. I mean we don't have uh, the, the best data to support that but we but we have been working diligently on rekindling the um, the walleye stock and uh, to where it is today is uh, it's we have a world-class fishery on our hands here and our people now are trying to figure out how we can maintain that fishery um, because as you know uh, fishermen like to talk and <laughs> now uh, you know our, our river our, and our waterway is uh, uh, the pressure there has increased. You know, I could probably we could have probably went down there a day, and I guarantee we probably could have counted about fifty boats in there. You know, oh wow. So um, we do a lot, a lot of hard work, and we want to make sure, like we said, uh, that 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 uh, resource is always going to be there for us. And uh, so now we're looking at ways to um, to get some to recapture some of that, because part of that is, um, you know, we do do the work, we monitor, we actually. We monitor our we monitor our own membership on how many fish they take from there. Um, we sex them, we weigh them, we measure them. We can tell you male or females uh, where they ripe. Um, we can tell you how many uh, fry we put back. Um, we got a we got a really good program, and we're just uh, we're just trying to uh, really manage that resource. What else is does your job entail? Is it advocacy or is it more on the management side? No, definitely for sure. You know, I'm always uh, advocate about the land, uh, the land conservation. You know, respect of uh, resources. You know, don't overhunt, don't overfish. You know, take what you need. I mean, that's uh, that's that's the Anishinaabe way. You know, you only you only take what you need, and. Uh, you know, unfortunately, just like anything, you know, you got your bad apples out there, and you got people who, who uh, over harvest, and uh, and those are the people that usually give us a bad name. You know, Anishinaabe um, people aren't always, you know, thought of as caretakers of the land or, you know, stewards, and uh, but uh, there is a lot of us out there that uh, that that aren't. Um, we are. Uh, my community is definitely. Uh, pro pro conservation pro um, uh, resource we're very resourceful people <laughs> switching because you mentioned uh, your your children you said you take them hunting and fishing are they keen on that and or are they keen because they're out or are they keen because they get to spend time with dad or <laughs> Well, my oldest daughter is actually very, very passionate. Well, they're both very passionate about it. My youngest daughter, she uh, this will actually be her first year uh, joining me with the community hunt. But oh my uh, cool. my seven-year-old, well, my daughter who just turned seven actually as of yesterday. Happy birthday, Ryan! I love you, man. Um, she uh, she's part she's taken part in two of our community hunts, and uh, it's uh, it's really awesome because there's been a couple of young, really young ones out there. So my daughter started hunting in our community hunt when she was five, and. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, as a, as a parent, as a hunter, as a father, as a Nishinaabe person, you know, I was, um, to me, that was, my face wants to uh, 
my face hurts from smiling when I think about it now. Um, she was up every morning, you know, trudging through the bush, didn't complain. Um, you know, just amazing for amazed amazed by a five year old um, girl at that. And uh, you know, I want my I want my children to be able to uh, provide for themselves. You know, um, I want them to be able to. Uh, they want to eat a fish they can go out and they know what they know how to, to get it or they want to you know they want to put a moose in their freezer or a moose in their family's freezer or, or a deer or anything you know I want my children to be able to be able to say you know I know how to do that I know how to skin a deer I know how to clean a fish I know how to set a hook I know how to bait a worm or tie a line or knock an arrow you know all those things that um, so many people don't have a clue about it's really unfortunate because um, I like to know where my food comes from. <laughs> I, uh, if I could, I would, uh, I would try to live a total subsistence lifestyle. Honestly, uh, there's so many hormones and steroids and things in our meat nowadays, and you know, um, it's kind of scary. But yeah, and then my youngest daughter—they love—they really <laughs> love fishing too. Uh, my youngest daughter loves driving the boat. So uh, usually when we go out, we're uh, we're either one of them's trolling, one of them's casting, or they're both trolling, or and they just they love it, you know. And to me, it's just it's great because I remember fishing with my dad. Me and my dad spent a lot of time fishing. We didn't hunt together, but we spent a lot of time fishing together. And some of those memories were are ingrained in me for life, and I and I'll remember them to the day I die. Uh, one in particular, actually, <laughs> way off topic, but I remember one time I was out fishing with my dad and my sister, and I. Uh, put this huge red devil on and went back to cast and flung the line out in front of me and I'm like, where'd the lure go? I turn around and the lure's hanging from my dad's eyebrow. <laughs> and uh, he just gave me one of these kind of looks and said, you know, you're really lucky that wasn't your sister. And, and, and then proceeded to just pop it right out of his hand. I couldn't believe it. And uh, anyways, that's uh, a little funny story. <laughs> Sorry about that. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to add? I mean, I'd like to say thank you very much for yeah. doing this once we found each other. Yeah. You know, once I no, planted I myself properly in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think this is. Uh, I think this is really amazing. You know, and I think it's really important to uh, for people that are non-native, uh, non-indigenous, um, to have a better understanding about Anishinaabe people and indigenous people and. And some of their practices and, and hunting techniques, you know, um, and um, I uh, I actually was thinking about trying to start my own hunting show at one time, and I, I was going to tell you about this earlier, but I wanted to say it. Um, I I started looking at this uh, one hunting show was called, and what I told them was I wanted to bring like a First Nations spin off to it, and I wanted to show um, traditional methods of uh, hunting and how we hunt. And and fish too, right? Because um, we do uh, we spearfish. We use long wood poles or metal poles, and and we spearfish. And so, um, I always thought it would be interesting in, in you know showing a First Nation perspective. But they were they were actually really against it. They were against it because I can hunt anytime I want. You know, as a First Nation person, I can hunt anytime I want. And they were 
they're all about uh, fair chase and, and, and these things. And I think that they were kind of worried that maybe I would uh, maybe do something distasteful or I don't know because of that uh, freedom, right? So anyways, long story short, didn't, uh, didn't pan out the way I wanted, but I, I, I honestly believe that that would be, uh, it would be a really good show because the only other First Nation person I ever seen uh, on a hunting show was a, uh, I don't know if you remember, a fisherman by the name of uh, Billy Dance. He uh, was a big Tennessee, uh, Tennessee fan, and uh, he had actually had a native guy as his uh, fish remover. And I guess uh, token uh, Indian guide. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, so for me, uh, I think it would be uh, you know very beneficial for people to uh, you know get another look at uh, because part of that show, uh, that part of the show that I wanted to do was uh, also showing not only the hunt, but uh, you know preparation of a of a you know maybe a traditional meal with that with that whatever it was you harvested, right? Um, I'm a big guy, and I, I like to eat. So, um, and I, you know, and I, and I'm always uh, when I visit other First Nation communities, I'm always asking them, you know, uh, you know, what is your community known for, right? What is it, you know? Um, one of the things I I've, I tried this recently was um, fish pie. So it's like uh, shepherd's pie, but they use fish uh, instead of the meat. Okay. And I'm telling you right now, it was the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> White fish. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Be better if I could taste it, probably. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I uh, I really appreciate you uh, you know affording me this opportunity, and I hope that um, somebody uh, learns something from it. Miigwech. <laughs>